Welcome to the Sun Striders podcast. Walk talks for our free health and fitness community program to include educational talks with doctors, health coaches, and fun trivia topics. Brought to you by your insurance agency. Hello, everyone. Um, so today I'm going to be looking at some of the more prevalent diseases. There's a lot of diseases and a lot of foods. So I tried to narrow it down to some of the more problematic diseases that a lot of people face. Um, so heart disease is one of our biggest is one of our biggest diseases. Um, so a lot of the stuff, in fact, everything I talk about today addresses heart disease. It addresses osteoporosis, obesity, um, diabetes, diabetes, actually I like to call diabetes and obesity, diabetes, because they are so closely associated. Um, And also chronic kidney disease. So first, I just want to start with explaining what cholesterol is and why it's so bad, because it is such a problem in our our country, in the standard American diet. This is an important substance that everybody makes. All animals make it. Humans make it. It's, it's, important. it's important for many reasons, but we make enough cholesterol that we don't need to take in any other animal's cholesterol. We make enough for ourselves, and all animals make cholesterol. So every time we eat an, any kind of animal protein, the cholesterol is inside the animal protein itself. So that means if you take the chicken skin off, you take off the saturated fat, but the cholesterol remains. So a lot of my patients say, oh, but I take the skin off, so everything's fine. But you're still eating the cholesterol portion because that's inside the muscle. So excess cholesterol forms thick, hard deposits. And if you also have diabetes, that sugar and the cholesterol causes something called atherosclerosis, which hardens your arteries and sometimes makes the hole in the center narrow. And that can eventually lead to heart attacks and, and to stroke. So um, and so it's, it's, it's particularly important if you're a smoker um, to stop smoking and to eliminate diabetes. So a lot of the foods I'm talking about today helps to eliminate diabetes. All of my, um, let's see. So just so you get an idea, one egg contains 62% of the recommended daily allowance for cholesterol. So if you have two eggs, you've already gone over your amount of cholesterol that's allowed for that day. So we're going to start with legumes. Legumes are beans, um, peas, chickpeas, lentils, lupins, mesquite, carob, soybeans, I love recommending the full array of beans because they have so many benefits. I'm going to go into why. Many studies show a correlation between legumes and weight loss. So I'm going to start with that because everybody wants to lose weight these days. So there were many studies I could have looked at, but I'm just going to start with, I just randomly chose a couple because there are so many. This one study found that people including a minimum of four servings of beans per week, which is an extra half cup of beans four times per day, I mean, four times per week, lost one pound on average per week in an eight-week study. So at the end of the eight-week study, they had lost eight pounds. In addition, it also lowered the pro-inflammatory marker, CRP. It lowered their cholesterol and it lowered their blood pressure without doing anything else. Um... In another diet, a half cup of beans per day in a calorie-restricted diet, so they were actually restricting their calories, they lost significant amounts of weight. And in another 
uh, section of that diet where they weren't actually restricting any calories, they still lost weight. They weren't even trying, but they still lost weight. Um, it also showed a reduction of body fat percent, which is also another wonderful thing to reduce diabetes. So the benefits of beans. So fiber slows the rate at which food leaves the stomach, which makes us feel more satisfied for a longer period of time and helps us to eat less food. Um, it also prevents overeating and weight gain. And fiber lowers your cholesterol. Why? Why does fiber lower, lower your cholesterol? So all the fibrous foods you eat, as they go through your intestinal tract, they bump into the bile that your liver has produced. And the bile is there to bring fat into our body. But they get caught up with the bile, and then you remove it in your poop, in your feces. So you actually remove cholesterol from your blood by eating um, fiber. So your liver has to make bile, and it makes bile from removing the cholesterol from your blood. So every time you eat fiber, you actually remove cholesterol from your blood. It, so fiber also helps with bowel regularity. So prevents constipation and bowel regularity, and um, it improves the microflora in your, your colon. And my, when your colon has better balance of microflora, it reduces autoimmune diseases, it re reduces your, your chances of colon cancer and other digestive tract disorders. Beans are also a rich source of protein. They have a low glycemic index, which is wonderful for diabetes. That means that they don't have, they don't cause a surge in, in, in blood sugar. Um, and they have a lot of antioxidants. So beans, the darker the bean, actually, the more antioxidants. So black beans are loaded with antioxidants. They have like eight flavonoids. Um, but, I, but at the same time, I can't tell you not to eat the other beans because then navy beans have things like choline, which help your brain function and your nerve muscle function. So when you're making beans and you're picking beans, try to choose the ones that are not cracked or dried or wrinkled or faded because that means they're older. You get more nutritional value from fresher beans. So we harvest beans in the summer, at the end of the summer. So the ones that you buy in the fall are more likely to be fresher beans. And um, spread them out on a pan, pick out the, the stones and, and um, look for the ones that, that, are, that are wrinkled or, or, or not right, pull them out. And then you can soak them. When you soak them, a lot of, the biggest complaint I have on people not wanting to eat beans is that it causes gas. So by soaking them, you remove some oligosaccharides, which are actually causing the gas. So if you don't have a problem with gas, you don't have to do this. But by taking that soaking water and throwing it out, that helps to get rid of the gas. And then you can also add a lot of high antioxidant spices, which also help to get rid of the gas, like turmeric, ginger, bay leaves, and cumin. Um, let's see. So canned beans can also be used, and these are a great alternative because they're really easy to prepare. Take the, take the canned beans, wash them off. Um, so just wash off all the, the fluids and just um, – and then you can add them to, to salads. And we'll get into later why salads are so important. You can use canned beans. And I like making canned beans because they're just so easy to use. But you can use them to make dips. Um, and other recipes, and they're little prep work. So it, it takes away any excuse for the difficulty of making beans. You just use canned beans, and you can get organic canned beans. Try to um, get the ones that don't have salt added. And if it does have add, added salt and you wash it off with water, that removes a lot of the salt as well. Sprouting beans is another wonderful way to increase the protein content of the beans. It also reduces phytates, which 
and that means that it helps to in increase your absorption of other essential minerals, which, and minerals are so important. So I have a study about cholesterol. I wish I could show it to you, um, but it shows that just adding, how many, how much beans? I think it was just about uh, two cups of beans per week reduced their cholesterol significantly, the bad cholesterol. Osteoporosis is another wonderful reason why we eat beans. So a T-score shows tells us about the bone density. So this is particularly important for women in menopause. It significantly increased the bone mineral density in our bones. Yet another reason, uh, there were several things I brought up on osteoporosis and how much beans affected that. Next, next let's talk about nuts. So nuts were also found to be protective for bones. They inhibit breakdown of bone tissue. And they found that by eating almond meal, that the breakdown of bones actually reduced during um, for, when they tested four hours after eating nuts. So that's another benefit for osteo preventing osteoporosis is nuts. So some people say, um, well, uh, they did another study where they tested the rise in glucose after eating nuts, and there it, it actually caused a decrease in after eating of nuts in postprandial glucose. Their, glyce their glycemic levels were controlled better. It also reduced the amount of insulin and also reduced the amount of oxidative damage in the body, which means we have less heart disease problems. Another interesting thing is a lot of people will say that, well, nuts have a lot of fat. So they actually tested to see if people, when they ate nuts, they still ate the same amount if they increased their caloric content, their caloric consumption, but they didn't. They actually ended up eating the same amount of calories because they felt more satiated during the days that they ate the beans. Another interesting thing was by adding eight almonds per day, the HDL, which is your healthy cholesterol, that's the cholesterol that that, that's the um, molecule that helps to remove the bad fats out of your, your heart, your HDL increased significantly on the days that they ate the beans. And also, they, there was a study um, that looked at people who ate beans versus people who didn't, and they tended to be have less obesity gain, weight gain over a course of years. Um, so that's just another thing. So the next one I want to talk about is mushrooms. So mushrooms, because they're sort of, most people don't recognize the benefits of mushrooms. So I kind of went into mushrooms a bit here so that people really see how much benefit mushrooms actually have. It's a lot of phytonutrients in muscles, in mushrooms. Um, they also have something called COX-2 inhibitor. Have you ever heard of Celebrex and how it reduces inflammation in the body? Mushrooms have a COX-2, a natural COX-2 inhibitor. So that's yet another reason. And they have a lot of autoimmune, uh, auto, they have a lot of immune function in the body. So there are two, plate, two things that happen every time you eat mushrooms. Your macrophages are shown to be increased and your GI tracts, uh, your GI tract has a natural secretory IgA antibody, which fights viruses and bacteria. So every time you eat mushrooms, your IgA is increased so you can fight viruses and bacteria. We all want to fight viruses these days. So selenium is an antioxidant in mushrooms, very high, specifically in criminy mushrooms. It's, selenium has been found to seriously help with cardiomyopathy, heart disease. It, it's a really important nutrient. 
It helps with the production of thyroid hormone, and it reduces oxidative stress in blood vessels, which is so important in heart disease. It prevents weakness and pain in muscles. It lowers the risk of joint inflammation, so joint pains, and also causes is associated with reduction in risk for cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, and asthma. So it also has mushrooms also have a lot of other vitamins, and I can't get into what all these different vitamins are, but there's so many. Um, it has manganese, zinc, um, which help with antioxidants, uh, vitamins B2, B3, pantothenic acid, vitamin B1, back to cardiovascular. So it improves also blood fat levels, especially levels of triglycerides. So if you have high triglycerides, it's another way to improve your triglycerides. And there's a number of studies showing blood vessel and blood cell protection from oxidation following the intake of primity mushrooms crimini mushroom powders and extracts. But, uh, so crimini mushrooms, by the way, are like the, the baby portobellos. They're darker. Um, there are so many benefits to mushrooms that I can't just say go out and buy a vitamin mineral supplement because you wouldn't get the immune function and you wouldn't get all the antioxidant value. Antioxidants, we'll get into what antioxidants are. So I just wanted to give you a recipe, a simple recipe. Take a pound of medium crimini mushrooms, and three tablespoons of vegetable broth. Um, steam, uh, heat the, the vegetable broth for until it starts to steam. And then chop up your mushrooms into um, like quarter sizes. Throw them in there and, and let them sit in there for three minutes. And then start stirring them for the last four minutes. Then add a Mediterranean dressing, which just consists of two tablespoons of olive oil, one teaspoon of lemon juice, two medium garlic cloves, and black pepper. And this is delicious and everybody will want it. Um, so George Modeljan, he wrote a book about the, I think he, I think it's called 100 Best, World's Best Foods, and he has that recipe in that book. So now let's talk about kidney disease and the fact that kidney disease rates have increased significantly in the past generation. And this is because we live right now in the meat sweet diet time. So high fructose corn syrup is associated with high uric acid levels, and high fructose corn syrup is in all processed foods these days, disguised with all different kinds of names. In addition, saturated fat, cholesterol, trans fats are also in, high, in, in our processed foods that we're eating. I really highly recommend that you don't eat processed foods at all. But um, it, And the cholesterol and saturated fat is found in animal proteins and junk food. Um, and this is all associated with impaired renal function because this saturated fat, cholesterol also gets into the kidney, not just the heart and the brain. So animal proteins cause an increase in acid load on kidneys. And this is why kidney doctors often recommend to their patients to restrict their animal proteins in their diets to prevent further reduction of kidney filtration rates. Today's standard American diet includes large amounts of animal proteins, and some people eat it every single day. And this put, puts kidneys, when you eat, every time you eat animal proteins, it causes the kidney to go into a hyperfiltration mode, which is not good for the pit kidney, and it can cause protein loss, which is a sign of kidney damage. So protein leak, leakage is an indicator of kidney damage, like I just said, and researchers noted that this happened no matter what type of animal protein that people ate, chicken, beef, dairy, tuna, um, and some people are stressing their kidneys every single day for years. So this is a bit of technical information. So um, just bear with me in case people have interest in this. Animal proteins have high levels of certain amino acids that cause, um, that when processed are very acidic. 
one amino acid is called methionine and it causes sulfuric acid in the body. And then the kidney produces ammonia to counteract it. But if you have a, if you're constantly producing excess ammonia all the time, um, they believe that might be what's causing damage to the kidneys. Another um, theory is that it's causing damage because there's an anti-inflammatory effect that happens when people eat animal proteins. And they checked that by giving them an anti-inflammatory drug. And they found that actually when in animal protein in combination with anti-inflammatory cause hyperfiltration of the kidneys and they did not have protein loss. End of that technical spot. So what are excellent alternatives to eating animal proteins every day? Let's look at cultural traditions because they include complete plant protein combinations. So we have corn and beans. Anyone heard of tacos and beans? We have brown rice and beans. We have whole grains and nuts like peanut butter and jelly, but it has to be on a whole grain bread and or almond butter and jelly, almond butter and bread, um, brown rice and soy, Asian treat, um, hummus tahini has chickpeas, garbanzo beans, and sesame seeds, another wonderful protein combination. These protein combinations don't have cholesterol and they, they have, conversely, they actually have beneficial fats that prevent heart disease. They support your kidney function. They have high fiber to help prevent all the different things I was talking about to help prevent weight loss, to prevent digestive tract illnesses, um, to help with diabetes, and to help with autoimmune diseases um, by improving the microflora in our gut. That's a whole other subject. But they also have high levels of antioxidants and nutrients that prevent aging. So um, sometimes I tell people um, white rice is really not what our ancestors ate. People say, well, my, my, my grandmother, she makes white rice and beans. And white rice has, white rice is basically like sugar. It's just a little bit more complex than sugar. So it, it enters your system slightly less fast than sugar, but it doesn't have any of the benefits that is that exists in brown rice. So white rice is just the starchy part, but brown rice has three components. It has the, the bran, the fiber, and it also has the germ. The germ is where all the vitamins and minerals and the antioxidants are. So it used to be that we just thought it was just that we we're missing out on the vitamins and the minerals when we didn't have the germ. But now we're just, we just discovered antioxidants recently. And so you're also not getting antioxidants. You can go get a vitamin supplement, but it's not going to have the antioxidants. And antioxidants are anti-aging. So in the early 1900s, some companies discovered that people liked white rice and white bread better. Why? Because it's like eating sugar. The calories entered your system really fast and people felt good when they ate it initially but what they found was that people there was a lot of malnourishment and um, people were actually dying so eventually the FDA stepped in and they required that these manufacturers re-add vitamins that they thought were essential. They started with one vitamin, but people kept dying. Then they added a second vitamin and people kept dying. Then they've got a third, fourth, and a fifth vitamin. And now there are five vitamins re-added to white rice and white bread. And if you look at the ingredients, it always says enriched with vitamins. But it's only enriched with five of the vitamins. And there are at least 30 plus of only the vitamins and minerals. But that does not include the antioxidants. But they do sell those vitamins and minerals to vitamin companies. You can buy the vitamin. When they take the germ out, they sell it to the vitamin companies. So you can buy it back. Or you can just eat it and get vitamins and minerals and the antioxidants. The only thing is it doesn't taste as good as white rice and white bread, but you'll get used to it 
And eventually you'll start feeling better and you'll like it and your whole GI tract will work better. And there's a thousand reasons why you should always never eat what, oh, by the way, one way to tell if something has white rice and white or white rice in it, or I mean, um, if it has any, because sometimes they'll, so some, sorry, some packaging will say wheat bread. But if you look at the ingredients, it'll say enriched with vitamins. That means it might have a little bit of wheat and a lot of white as well. So it still tastes good. But I'm just letting you guys know after a while of eating whole grain breads, it will taste just as good. It's just initially, it won't be that sugar rush. So it won't taste as good in the beginning, but then you get used to it. So there are... So remember, I keep talking about antioxidants, and you guys are probably wondering, what are antioxidants? There are many types of antioxidants, and you can see them in the array of colors in vegetables. Um, we now believe that antioxidants, we now um, are a significant, um, significantly assist in, in preventing aging in all our organs, all our cells, and because antioxidants stop free radicals that are formed that attack our DNA, our cells, our organs, everywhere in our body. So having foods that have a lot of antioxidants are a wonderful thing. There, there is something called the ORAC score, O-R-A-C. And you can actually look up the ORAC score of different vegetables and spices and herbs that you're eating. This is called the oxygen radical absorbance capacity. So whenever we have these they're actually, they're supercharged oxygen molecules that cause the damage. So the antioxidants come along and they save the day and they take the charge off the oxygen. So it's just a neutral oxygen again. So flavonoids are one type of the many antioxidants. These foods are often rich in vitamin C and antioxidants. And we believe they work together to have a extra antioxidant effect. They prevent aging, fight inflammation. They fight golds. They prevent easy bruising. They have, they um, prevent excessive swelling after injury. They enhance the power of the vitamin C. They fight bacteria. They fight viruses. And they protect yourselves from free radical damage. And then I thought you guys would be able to see my um, PowerPoint, but I have a lot of things listed here. And I wanted you guys to know about how certain certain vegetables and, and herbs and, and beans have more than others. So the small red bean half cup has 13,727 ORAC units, all the way down to the gala apple, which has 3,903. It still has ORAC units, but um, the highest ones in this particular list I'm looking at here is wild blueberries, red kidney beans, pinto beans, blue um, cranberries, artichokes are really high, blackberries, prunes, raspberries, strawberries, you see the trend in berries, um, red delicious apples, Granny Smith apples, pecans, um, but these are, these are significantly lower than the other ones. Get the next one. Peppermint. So herbs and spices are really low with antioxidants. So you should always find combinations of herbs and spices to add to everything you eat. Like when I take my tea in the morning, so chai tea has a lot of antioxidants, but I add pumpkin spice to my tea in the morning if I'm not taking chai tea. Oregano is loaded. Marjoram is loaded. Oregano. So even though you're having small amounts, there's so much antioxidants in the small amount of herbs and spices that it's it's just helpful to add it. Um, walnuts have are high in antioxidants, having 13,541. Um, there's the beans again. Basil's high. This, this one talks about gooseberries and cabbage is high. 
interestingly, fried chicken only has 60 and egg beaters have zero antioxidants. Okay, this one talks about herbs, which I, I really like this one. It has 314,000 uh, cloves, 314,000. And I'm not sure how much cloves it is, but just remember cinnamon, um, oregano, turmeric, acai berry, and cocoa too. So cooking destroys flavonoids and antioxidants. So we like to have at least one fresh uncooked, if, if possible, per day. But if that's hard for you to eat vegetables that are not cooked, steam them until they're soft enough so it's possible to eat. Also, you can eat things like um, blueberries and raspberries. Those are pretty soft and they're loaded. Apples, celery, parsley, broccoli, plums, just naming some. So half of every meal that you eat should be these vegetables. And I know it's hard because they're not loaded with fat. And if you need to spray them with olive oil to, just to help you get into them, because after a while of eating them, you're going to start craving them anyway, whether you add the olive oil, the spray of olive oil or not. So there are so many important minerals that you need from these rainbows of vegetables. Manganese is one mineral. It helps with bone formation. So it helps with osteoporosis loss of hair color, cholesterol synthesis, activation of vitamins, thyroid hormone, antioxidant. Uh, another, so I just want to emphasize again, cinnamon, raspberries, pineapple, spinach, turmeric, black pepper, collard, Swiss chard, kale, I'm speaking too fast, I know, garlic, grapes, and summer squash all have lots of manganese. And the reason I'm specifically pointing out these vegetables is that I want you to see that some vegetables have some minerals, and then other vegetables have other minerals. So you can't just stick with one vegetable. You really have to vary it up. Magnesium is another really important one. This prevents softening and weakening of your bones. It's needed for calcium, um, for nerve and muscle tone. It's calming, magnesium is. Deficiencies cause increased blood pressure, anorexia, imbalanced blood sugars, and depression. So where can we get the most magnesium? That's from Swiss chard, spinach, summer squash, pumpkin seeds, and broccoli. Each vegetable has excellence and concentrations of one mineral or another. You can eat them raw or the least possible exposure to heat allows the most beneficial concentration of veggies. Um, so there's three categories of vegetables I like to talk about. One is cruciferous vegetables, and we recommend one cruciferous vegetable serving per day, and those would be arugula, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, collard greens, kale, mustard greens, or radishes. Um, these have significant benefit to the heart-to-heart -heart disease. They have significant benefit in preventing cancer and obesity. Green vegetables are another category. Those we recommend two servings per day. That would be like one cup raw or half cup of cooked, and that would be like Arugula, beet greens, collards, kale, mesclun mix, sorrel, mustard greens, Swiss chard, turnip greens. I'm just putting these words into your head so that when you go to the supermarket, you say, oh, I saw that one. I better get that one. <laughs> Other vegetables would be that are also high in antioxidants would be artichokes. This is also two servings of the other vegetables. This is artichokes, carrots, asparagus, beets, bell peppers, garlic, mushrooms, sea vegetables have iodine, squash, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, and zucchini. Sweet potatoes are loaded, by the way. So everything I'm telling you to do, 
today is suggestions, and I would like you to follow up with your doctor for more. For more information about the sponsors and topics discussed here today, please visit our website at yianv.com forward slash sunstriders and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash sunstriders.